0: We're back with The Danger Room's 24 Days of Christmas. This year, we're doing one episode per affiliation, each with its own special guest. We made an effort this year to bring in some guests from all over the world. Sit back, listen, and Merry Christmas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Christmas episode of The Danger Room. Today, I have Christian Charling. How are you doing? Very well, thank you.
1: Been looking forward to recording this episode. Thank you for inviting me on.
0: Christian's one of my locals down here in SoCal but he's originally from Denmark he played for the Danish one of the Danish teams at WTC and uh, yeah introduced or you know I guess you already introduced yourself but I could tell the listeners what you're playing.
1: I am playing Midnight Suns it's been my go-to fashion for a while and I think the first time I brought to a big event was two years ago at LBO and managed to uh, place in top eight with them with sporting Black Dwarf for almost all my games so that was a lot of fun. A lot of people didn't expect it, so so had fun with that. And then uh, last year, I brought Criminal Syndicate and also managed to place in top eight with those with a very similar play style, but they were just uh, a nudge up at the time. And now I'm back with, with Midnight Suns.
0: Yeah, so since last year's LVO, they've gotten Immortal Hulk, which is <laughs> really important for them, I think. But we could start with who's in your 10, and then we could start talking about your character selection here.
1: Yeah, so my 10, Blade, Immortal Hulk, Luke Cage, Wong, Moon Knight, Iron Fist, Original Ghost Rider, Pyro, Black Dwarf, and Ulick.
0: Alright, so, Blade's obviously the leader. Blade did get a small buff with the latest update, Errata. How are you liking Blade these days?
1: He's not super great. He's kind of stuck in a space where he can't be really effective, but you have to protect him a lot, and he has a real weakness against energy attacks. So... Uh, in general, for for setup, I try to deploy him late, especially if the opponent has long range energy attackers, to to not be facing those. You can't really not use him and just keep him back because then you're playing four points down. But he can also do a work and a lot of work in the right matchup. For example, if you can match him against Logan or similar, he he can really shine.
0: Especially with all the energy attackers in the meta these days, Blade's definitely a little nervous, but. The pursuit's randomly helpful. I don't know if it really changes how anybody plays him. It's just kind of like a nice to have. I think that's all he got, right?
1: Yeah, it was just a pursuit and and since it's not a certainty, it doesn't really change how I play him because you can't count on it. So often the choice is do it do I make a move or do I do a long range attack and hope for the pursuit? And often it's more important than that you actually get the move than a four-dice attack. So it's it's a nice Nice to have, like you mentioned, but doesn't really change his playstyle for me.
0: Yeah, I feel like AMG probably should have just made a guarantee or something like that. That way, it actually is a playstyle change, but now it's just kind of like eh, whatever. That would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> be <a> <laughs> I don't know if there's much else. I mean, we could talk about Bump a little bit. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's that's the, the, the powerhouse of, of both Blade and the whole faction, right? They it, For me, is one of the top three leaderships in the game. It, it's... Really, really forgiving in terms of placement, and and similar, and and actually also a faction I would recommend for many new players because you don't have to be as precise with all your placements because you can always bump at the end to get to where you want it to be, get on the point, or you know gets outside of range on somebody who will activate next or similar. So it's it's great, and if you take a lot of models with large bases like. I do, then it becomes really powerful. It's like a full extra action almost, right? You get the whole move, and then you're in range for all the things you want to do. You can double attack.
0: So, I guess, speaking of large bases, we should move on to the big boy, Immortal Hulk. I would say Immortal Hulk definitely shot Midnight Suns up the, the tier ladder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He he made me come back to the faction uh, after I had, had put them aside for a while. Uh, and really, when I play, I, I play, my play style is very like bruiser, so... Try to deal a lot of damage to the opponent team, and then outscore them. And he fits—he fits he that fits perfectly, where he can do some big swing turns, and, and you get so far ahead that it's hard for the opponents catch back up. And and he's he's in a in a spot where a lot of a lot of the game plan revolves around him. He he is almost always in my list unless I go with Ghost, ghost, ghost Rider. But the 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 real challenge of playing the list is getting as much out of him as possible without getting him killed.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you find that people will kill him? And I mean, do you probably have Pryo to just patch him up so that he gets his immortality token back? Or is he actually at risk of getting removed?
1: It it completely depends on what you're you're playing against. So if you play against new Ghost Rider or similar, you have to be more careful and and really consider your placement. Against other teams, you can just go all in. But typically, I will try to feel out also where my opponent's hit is at. In the first round, you know, are they are they gonna try to go for the rest of the team, or are they gonna try to kill Hulk? And and a lot of how I will play the match will depend on you know s- sussing that out.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah, I feel like Hulk gives the Suns like a really good researcher plan. I've seen you table Ghost Rider Guardians on researcher with Blade Hulk Moon or uh, Blade Hulk Dwarf. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a really strong fifteen actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's much else to say about Immortal Hulk. I mean, do you find his dicey his attacks dicey or are you able to work around that?
1: Hulk can do a ton of work, especially because he has to throw on the wild builder uh, with seven dice. So in some turns, you can actually get four throws in one activation, which is you know super swingy in terms of the game state. So what what I will often do is go for the biggest boy on the opposing team meaning the biggest size uh, model because he will have higher impact into the person I throw him into. So with two builders and and hitting the wild plus his throw that is built in and then Siege of Darkness, you have the potential for four throws in one activation. And obviously you need to hit the wilds, but that's why I have best the Ghost Hound in there. So if in one or two of the three attacks, I don't hit the wild, I can change the die to a wild and uh, get an additional throw if I need it.
0: Yeah, Bats is super clutch with Hulk and a lot of the Suns characters. It's always playing against it is always super frustrating. You're always like, yes, he didn't roll the wild. They're like, all right, I'm going to Bats. And you're like, "Ah, oh, frick.
1: Yeah. And then the, then he has some, some cute things with, on hammers where he can basically start with, by picking up the hammer, then move, move, bump, and then pick up a side hammer without using ice on the price. So it depends a bit on terrain, but 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 he has some some cool moves where you know if he starts with two hammers, it's people they either have to take him out or he's just going to run the table.
0: Yeah, I mean nine dice builders is gnarly. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've gotten caught out by that and by Dormammu doing the same thing before. It's, it can definitely be a strong start as somebody who doesn't expect it. Cool. All right, so we should talk about Ghost Rider next. Go down the threats. So you got original Ghost Rider here. I don't know what's cool about Ghost Rider
1: yeah i don't use him a lot anymore but obviously i used to bring him all the time but hulk has replaced him for to, to a great deal i use him if i need to go really wide or if i play into sometimes webs because they they bring a lot of size twos where hulk's throws are less effective and then i want to go a little wider and i also want to have a lot of mobility and and Ghost Rider is actually pretty decent for that. But he's not he's not as as in in meta at the moment as, as Hulk is, but I do think that he's still really strong.
0: Barncat on the Guardians episode talked a lot about original Ghost Rider and the stare is randomly really good into a lot of models these days. Like Cosmic really cares about his power. Um, just draining power is a really strong mechanic right now. And I mean, do you find yourself using Ghost Rider's beam a lot? I I've been on the receiving end of a lot of beams and is like always like seems like the wrong choice.
1: I n- basically never use a beam actually. It's he it doesn't build power on it and five dice is just a little too random. So I could imagine situations where I would use it if I can hit three people or something, but that's just pretty rare and often I want to go all in on dacing one character rather than, than spreading out a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I think plus his build is so good, right? Like it's six dice hex, it's, it's pretty sweet in energy.
1: He does have some really cool synergy with both Luke Cage and Black Dwarf that I run in my list because since they have damage reduction and have like the reverse bodyguard, they will often only take one damage from various attacks. And every time they take one, Ghost Rider gets one power. So they really, really help powering up Ghost Rider so he can do all the hill on wheels and um, all the stuff that he wants to do. Wicked adjustment is—I want to say—randomly really good, but I don't think it's super random. There will be, you know, some spikes during the game with a lot of crits against you. And if you if you have good placement and you can use wicked adjustment, it's a lot of chip damage that will come for free. So so a lot of people forget about it, and it's actually really strong.
0: Two to three, maybe one one to three chip damage is just really really good into a lot of models. Yeah, I like Ghost Rider. I think he he's he's kind of ride the lightning in terms of the dice, but he can get where he needs to go, and he's usually just making two attacks every turn.
1: Yeah, between Bump and on Wheels, he can he can be where he wants to be.
0: All right, so you mentioned Iron Fist and Luke Cage. One is affiliated.
1: Yeah, my most of my teams they will start with Blade, Immortal Hulk, and Luke Cage because there's like there has all the offensive, and then some of the defensive that will that will just keep me alive. And I think Luke Cage is one of the best threes in the game. He makes a lot of my lists between Heroes for Hire, Bodyguard, and his damage reduction. He can prevent that one attack that will really swing the game into, into Hulk or into Blade. Or he can just be the first person you send into the middle because he's a little less fragile. And it's also less of a loss if if you if he does get days because he was a three rather than one of your your other people that really need to do a lot of work.
0: Yeah, Luke is just consistently good. He's played in a lot of lists. Also, I imagine with the bump, it probably lets him get an attack for his second action a lot of the time.
1: It does, yeah. He does suffer a little bit from from lack of power, so I won't use bump with him too often. But for sure, once in a while, if he gets displaced or similar, getting into the right position so he has everybody in range for his bodyguard, is great. I'll also say that I will try to use patch-up on Luke if I can. Because his damage reduction just makes it really painful to take him down. So if you heal like four or five damage on him, it's almost like a reset on the match, um, and and that can be like super swingy, more swingy than than uh, patching up one of your or one of your other models.
0: Yeah, patching up the damage reduction models is crippling if you're able to time it properly. Some things need to go your way, like you need to have enough power. The models need to be next to each other. Like you need to have the damage to remove. And but yeah, it can definitely be a pain in the butt. And then yeah we got iron fist yeah playing against iron fist is kind of scary if you have any kind of very important activations like you said thanos or or whatever but it's like you kind of want to kill him but then he fl- he rezzes up and if they have defensive tech it's hard to put him down and going into him if he's counting blinks is scary and he can randomly just activate your model and it, it can be pretty rough
1: yeah iron fist uh, he can also use the heroes for hire, and obviously he's in faction so that helps then i'll say that the other thing that that uh, Midnight Suns don't have too much of is that he starts with two power from the beginning, and that can be super helpful with bump in the night because he can do more safe extracts from the middle than most other models with a double move in, pick up a thing, and then bump back, and then obviously he can do his the Iron Fist and X wave thing. People like Thanos or She Hulk or other big models that you that you want to
0: activate the bump is also just crazy with iron fist in my experience he like gets so far around the table more than otherwise
1: yeah between bump and then flying kick he can he can move a lot without using moves so that can also help your secure game for for just like spreading out
0: but for other affiliate model we have moon knight
1: yeah, Moon Knight, I have like a, a love-hate relationship with Moon Knight.
0: It's pretty thematic though, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's re- well done. He, sometimes he just does a ton of work and he's just like the right model at the right time in the right place. And other times he does almost nothing. And, you know, he, he sat on the back point the whole game and that was his contribution. I do think that he's fun to play and I bring him a lot. And I also think that you can bank on like the high rolls with him. So, you know, gamble on that. For example, if you activate him first on an extract that I in the middle and you roll a crit, you get a free move, which is amazing because you move in, take up, pick up some stuff and then move back out or wherever you want to be. Now, one in eight is not a great chance so it shouldn't be like your only play but if you do it can be really swingy and set the pace of the game right suddenly people then need to come to you and that means they have to run into hulk and it will happen once in a while and and it can really change you know how the whole game plays so that is that is quite fun and and worth you know considering when you consider when to activate, activate him and when to bring him
0: yeah i've played a lot of moon knight in web warriors and that's exactly right like sometimes At least in Web Warriors with the R&D thing, it's like, I have someone to shoot, but if I randomly roll my crit, I guess I'm still in the midline.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And if you do uh, roll uh, the power, you you get to do the same thing as with Iron Fist with moving up and then bumping out. And with the stealth, he's actually relatively safe. Uh, He might take a single attack, but it's not going to be super deadly in general.
0: Yeah, I don't know if, if somebody's directly lined up across Moon Knight and he does that. And they have like a range three attack with a medium move. Do they get in range? They might be out slightly. I I would have to check. I'm not sure. Yeah, they normally would be in if Moon Knight was just range one back from the midline, but the additional range one plus base size might be the difference. But yeah, I like Moon Knight. He is a little inconsistent, like you said, very thematic, <laughs> um, but he's a he's a pretty good gun. And honestly, Moon Knight has some crazy pop off turns randomly. He does. Like you just like roll the extra dice after he was after he goes injured from being dazed and he's just like all right cool i'm just gonna bow staff you for like six with full re-rolls and like maybe i bats to stagger you and then i spend her this guy and it's just like crazy
1: yeah he 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 definitely does i i i do enjoy playing him a lot but but sometimes he's also just like oh i rolled my four dice and and i didn't get the rapid fire and now i'm standing here you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) but in general i i mean i think that that on Bs is, is where we will typically bring him because he can sit on one of your back points and just shoot from there and then move at the right time to to take that point or move in at the right time, similar. So so he definitely has a, a place in the list.
0: And then for your last affiliate model, we have Wong.
1: Wong is super underrated. I
0: love Wong. I don't know if he's underrated anymore, man. I feel like so many of these episodes, somebody has Wong in their list. Like we had Wong in Asgard. We had him in Webs. We had him in Defenders. like. Convocation, like all of his affiliations are playing him.
1: Yeah, you might be right. I, I think he's great. <laughs> Between you know healing people, especially if they have damage reduction, removing removing stagger or other conditions, and then, then just sitting on a back point, potentially handing out power. He's not gonna have any of the like sexy activations, but he will like consistently do work. So I uh, enjoy him. The other day he actually punched Domamu for five damage and dazed him and <laughs> in a ridiculous move now that's not the, the thing you should count on but wong he but wong he showed up
0: <laughs> dude there are some people who are scared of long punches i've seen it like wong can just vaporize people randomly so yeah i think a lot of people like wong these days he's definitely recovered from being a lot maligned for so long especially he got slightly buffed too he got the additional defense which is great for pay to flips and whatever else dodge rolls yeah that's right that helps okay so we've got i guess there's a couple other affiliated models that aren't here they're probably worth talking about the big one is voodoo
1: yeah voodoo and black cat uh, neither are on the list. i've had them in for a long time and i think that a lot of people love them and i th- and think they're great i will play them all the time and I-, and I think that's great i think that they're good models but they don't really fit what i'm trying to do i'm trying to deal a lot of damage or be very defensive and Both models feel more dedicated to the scoring game, and that is absolutely a line you can take with Midnight Suns. It's just not the line that I've chosen, and I think that the places I would bring them, which would be against other teams that really focus on scoring and trying to outscore, they are still going to do it better than I do. So I prefer to just lean in on the things where I'm really strong, and then... Try to be stronger at my thing but they are on their thing, right? Um, um, I've played them on and off, but they have never felt great in just my playstyle and what I want to do with this list.
0: That makes sense, yeah. Especially, how have you felt about the Voodoo nerfs, I, I might want to ask.
1: And then that was kind of what finally made me take him out of the list. I think that he's still good, but... Yeah, basically what, what I said before, I didn't use him a, a, a lot in the first place. So when, when that happened, it, it kind of just pushed him, pushed him out.
0: But there's one more affiliated model with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is not seen these days very much, but I don't know. Do you have any opinions on him?
1: No, I used to play him like a long time ago. And again, I think that he's a great control piece, a little bit like Voodoo and like Black Cat. But at five and with how many expensive models I have in here... I just don't know exactly when I would bring him. So I think that he has game. That's just, its just would be super rare that I would actually bring him over one of the other things that I have in here of the expensive models. So yeah, he's not into this.
0: Yep, that makes sense. Okay, let's rewind back to your splash characters. Let's start with Pyro. So what's cool about Pyro? Why is he here?
1: Yeah, Pyro is, is kind of a counter pick. He's mostly there for the root and to trip up you know, other big models such as She-Hulk, Thanos, Hulk, similar, stuff that can threaten um, Immortal Hulk and and will suffer from the lack of extra power. I don't take him all the time. I take him once in a while when the points fit and when I think that he will get that value. The other thing is that he's pretty fragile, so you have to kind of be okay with him doing his thing and then getting dazed and then maybe doing it one more time and then getting KO'd. If you don't think you can afford that, you shouldn't bring him, at, at least in, in how I play him here. Occasionally he will pop, pop off with with you know uh, a bunch of beams and and a bunch of damage, but that is mostly if you can oversaturate them out of threats, so uh, the opponent has to con- uh, attack other things, and he gets the freedom to, to get all that stuff off.
0: Yeah, that's kind of been something other people have described how to play pyro to me that I didn't really get at first, but yeah. He kind of just ex- he does some stuff, dies, and then you try to take a bunch of people with him <laughs> before he gets paid <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I think I mean he he makes my list and he and he sees the table. He's he's great. Um, this is mostly a description of how I play him and my expectation of how he will perform. So and, and when I will bring him right.
0: Okay. Next up, we'll do Ulik. Yeah, Ulik is an amazing backline harasser. Like he's probably he's got to be one of the best, along with like Rhino, in my opinion.
1: Ulik, yeah. Ulik, I would love to play him more than I do. I think that he's really fun and he's great to play. He's basically, I I bring him for like three three things. One is a safe middle grab between moving in a bump and then taking the thing and then moving back. Another is that he can fish people in, basically moving up and attacking people and then hoping to get the wild and pushing them towards you because his push on his builder is any direction. And if you manage to pull them in, Hulk is right there and is gonna eat them, right? Uh, Along with the rest of your team. So that's great. Uh, And then, harassing the backline, he has like amazing movement. So, especially when X Men were more popular, I used him a lot to go and go into Storm because she would try to sit back and do her thing, and Oleg would be right in her face. And basically, they had to deal with it. And that gave a lot of freedom for the rest of my team to do their thing yeah i agree I, I think something like for 16 point blade i-hulk and Ulick is really scary it, it can be hard to deal with and and it's definitely fun to play i recommend people trying it
0: yeah <laughs> you're just you're just bowling all over the table like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and with the with the medium base and the bump he also gets extra distance and with i also bring rock control just for the extra range occasionally when you need it he can basically cross you know corner to corner on the table, <laughs> which which can be really clutch with if you're down on points but up in attrition, right? And you really need to cover a lot of distance to stay in the game.
0: Yeah, interesting. I like it. Not many people take this card or even talk about it or consider it. But yeah, do you bring it a lot with Ulic or?
1: Yeah, a fair amount. It's but I don't bring Ulic that often at the moment. So but but I do think that it's it's good with him just because you can use it twice in a turn you can do the the five distance movement and attacks right and it has a little extra range over his innate which which can help you on opening um or in the beginning when people think they're safe so
0: all right let's talk about uh, your signature boy black dwarf
1: yeah i he's he's actually fallen off a little bit unfortunately but i still i still think that he has a lot of game but in in general he's just you know, he, he has the same role as Luke Cage in many ways. He has, you know, big and bodyguard damage reduction, and then he just also has a big base. So as a turn one player, you can do a move up and then do a bump, and then you can hit anybody who's gone into the middle line, right? So with six dice, you can, you can basically guarantee an attack of, with six dice builder on, on turn, on round one, into whoever they've put in there. If you happen to spike and do three damage, you now have a size four throw. And that can be a building or it can be throwing them into your own team. Or it can be throwing them um, away and, and, you know, basically just displacement. And then he's just standing in the middle and bodyguarding anybody who wants to come in there.
0: Yeah, Black Dwarf, every time you I read his card, it's always like, why don't people play this model? Like, he, he's got taunt, he's got a six dice attack, his spender staggers people. Like, he's got damage reduction, he's got a sack of health. But I think it's just he doesn't have many affiliations or he's only in one affiliation that doesn't really want to play him. And he is also slightly a little slow, but the bump gives him like incredible distance.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So I wouldn't play him in many other places on Midnight Suns because the bump is so important. It gives him a whole extra attack, right? So that bump is a long distance with, with, a, with a large base. And then the, the, the other synergy is, is with uh, Ghost Rider, uh, like I mentioned before. With damage reduction, powering off Ghost Rider is really good.
0: Yeah, so I guess we could talk about a little bit of some like common squad configurations. That that 15 points team with Dwarf, Blade, and Hulk, I've seen to be pretty scary.
1: Yeah, it just does everything that the list wants to do, right? It has the defense, it has the offense, uh, it has the movement, and it often keeps priority because it's just three characters. So, uh, I don't Play a lot of fifteen points. Uh, we don't see it a lot in in my local meta, and and I don't have any fifteen points um, uh, missions with me. Uh, but I could certainly play it if if people bring it.
0: Yeah, I don't think you want to be bringing it, but yeah, there are people who will play fifteen points researcher or something like that can randomly come up. You can obviously dodge it if it's gamma because they probably have priority. Let's talk about tactics cards. So we've got bats here, which bats is a good card. I don't see Suns players bring it all the time. Is it an every game card for you, or are there certain situations where you bring it in otherwise? no? I
1: think that there are five cards that I bring almost every game, or I bring four of the five almost every game. And that's brave, Hatch Up, I try to use on my tanks if possible, so Luke in particular. Heroes for Hire, uh, Siege of Darkness for the extra attacks, and then uh, Bats that goes down.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think Bats is definitely clutch here, especially if you're looking to play Hulk every game, then you Hulk really needs that consistency.
1: It is. It is one of the cards that I can take out if needed, and my other my other five cards, which are we can go through them, but but basically they're more like matchup dependent, or this all character dependent on what I bring.
0: Yeah, siege doesn't really need any kind of. There's not much to say about siege. It's kind of just the reason you play one of the, this faction, right, along with bump. So
1: yeah, it is. I, I will say that I don't try to optimize my siege turn. I try to just use it when it will really swing the game. So if I only use it with Hulk, but I take out or do the extra damage with, with him into a key character or similar, that is totally fine. So I, I don't I don't like over overthink it when, when I use it. It's it's mostly, you know, trying to get as much swing on the extra attack. If you if you miss an attack that was really important, you know, it may be time to siege. At the same time, holding it holding it longer can, can definitely bring more value because suddenly you are you're threatening and and KOing people rather than dazing
0: them. Yeah, you just have more tools at your disposal for insurance later on. Yeah, it makes sense. brace and patch up, not much to talk about there, I don't think. Patchup is like you said, you have a lot of durable models. It randomly can keep Hulk from getting KO'd. Any reason brace over sacrifice? Other than it's just brace and I regret every time I don't have it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that's the main thing. One of the things is like if I if I play against an opponent who's not running brace, I'm like so happy. It <laughs> feels so good, right? And sacrifice. I do have a bunch of tools in how I deal dish out the damage through heroes for hire and the bodyguards, so I could lean into that more. It could, it's it's a very decent card, uh, but I just just prefer the straight up reduction uh, from brace.
0: Here's for Hire, again, another staple card. You have both characters that can use it, and you're looking to play Luke like every game, anyways. So, makes sense. All right, so next up we have Recalibration Matrix. I assume this is for Hulk.
1: Yeah, this is this is actually mostly a defensive card for me. It's against some of those other big models such as Thanos, Malekith, or Hulk. You know, sometimes those matches can get really swingy on just a few rolls, and that is just to stack that in in my favor.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Having recal for your big boys is huge. Uh, I like it. Mark for Death is here as well. I am curious about this one because you don't really have any attacks outside range three other than like Pyro or Moon Knight.
1: Oh, that's just for whips, you know? A meeting with, okay, somebody has to go down it has to be now. So it's mostly just like disabling that defensive tech. I think webs is one of my hardest matchups. So bringing some specific tools against it makes makes sense for me.
0: Yep. Makes sense. I think, yeah. Hulk getting staggered is really rough, I'd imagine.
1: Yes. Yes. I I like to focus down Black Cat. I like to focus down a bunch of people. Um, Amazing Spider-Man is also super annoying because he can disable my my throws on my attacks. And then, then they all bring, you know, a bunch of two size twos. So the shows are not that impactful. So yeah, that is for killing Miles or killing Gwen and similar.
0: And then we have one below all, which is a Mortal Hulks card.
1: I rarely bring that. It's basically only against something like Thanos that has a ton of displacement. Between Bump and his innate jump, it's rarely needed. So this one could totally be cut for something else. And it's like a flexible slot, I would say. And the other thing is that if you actually want to use both the bump and the two jumps, that's like seven power. So it has to be a situation where both need extreme movement and you have extreme power. So that does happen, but it's not that often.
0: It would be six, though, right? Yeah, one below is two, bump is one, then jump is three, right? Yeah, so it's six. So yeah, you could do it. Like, I've, I've actually experienced this playing shield. Uh, like, Nick Fury really wants to make an attack round one so he can have eye in the Sky online, but I've had Immortal Hulk. Sit in deploy like in the deployment zone, basically with this card, and then round two he's just move one below or sorry, jump one below, bump into my whole team is just killing people, and I had no have no eye in the sky.
1: Yeah, you're right. That that you're right. That's true, and that and that totally works. I, I've seen a lot of i Hulk and Midnight Suns players uh, use it to great effect.
0: And then we oh you have deal with the devil, which is Ghost Rider's card. I think Ghost Rider's durability for a five threat is baked in with this card and like not playing this card probably not the way they intended you to play Ghost Rider because he's, he's just not that durable otherwise people will just kill him there's like no penalty to actually killing him if you don't have that card
1: yeah he's kind of just stable to Ghost Rider if Ghost Rider dies it's really rough and there's a lot of incentive to attack Ghost Rider in the first place because he doesn't get all his tick for supporting his team when he's attacked himself so bringing some disincentives for that has worked well i i would rarely bring ghost rider without bringing deal with the devil it, it feels super scary yeah and and also you want to be in range for Wicked's judgment and and stuff like that so you really want to be central so if you if you're scared of him dying you you can't really play into his full effect which which puts at a disadvantage
0: and then lastly we talked about rock control a little bit this is just when you have to cover massive distance i assume this is when like you're trying to just not score points as much and just kill them Okay, so let's talk about your crises a little bit. Who wants to start with the secures?
1: Yeah, so one of the cool things about Midnight Suns, I don't think that they have bad, bad crisis cards, really. I think that they can play almost anything. There are some things I don't enjoy playing as much, like pay-to-flips, but I don't think that the team is bad on pay-to-flips. So there's a little bit of like, hey, these are also the things that I just enjoy playing or the values I enjoy playing, but I, I don't think that they are locked into certain, certain crises where... They're exceptional, or things they really have to avoid because they're exceptionally weak on those. But on here, I have a super superpower scoundrel, which is high scoring, and I think that in general, the, sorry, this is a 20 F where you get cover, and with the bump, you're always in range to get on a point or go in and contest an opposing point, and the cover gives you cover for your backline shots. So Moon Knight gets cover, Wonk gets cover and similar.
0: You can move between the points with a move bump, right? Is what the math is.
1: Yeah, and even sometimes just a bump, depending on the base size.
0: Oh yeah. I am curious, is this does this ever punish you? Like if you pull this into Web Warriors, like are you feeling pretty bad?
1: <laughs> yes, it does. That is that is that would be like the one reason to, to take it out, is that there's one bad matchup, which is Web Warriors, and they enjoy scoring so quickly. So so that is that is a fair call out.
0: But yeah, I, I definitely understand the, I like playing scoundrels, so I'm going to put it in my list and like that whole vibe. I'm, I'm guilty of that too.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, there's also a lot of like, hey, if you like playing something, uh, there's also a relation to how good it, you are at playing that scenario. And and I feel like this is one I've played a lot. So I understand the dynamics pretty well and when to rotate and when to, you know, bump between them and put pressure on the middle or their back points, et cetera. So uh, it's not just, you know, is it fun? Or, or at least that is linked with like, hey, I'm a good at playing that scenario.
0: Cool. So then next you got Infinity Formula, which is the other boxy shape. It's a little spread out though, but yeah.
1: That's that's just like a B secure that is pretty standard. I, I don't have something spe- uh, specific to say about it, except that you have possibilities of, you know, collapsing one side while while holding one side and then, then moving over because you do have pretty decent movement despite being like brawly-less. Broadly so if you can strand... Some of your opposing minions, I almost said, so <laughs> models, without giving up too many points, it, it can set the pace of the game.
0: One of the things with map B is it's hard to rotate between the flanks, and maybe bump helps you with that. And then you have extremis, which is another like pretty neutral-esque secure, in my experience.
1: Yeah, that's basically the same thing. You can collapse one side if you want to, depending on what the opponent is bringing but nothing wild in, in the tech there.
0: And then your extracts are Scrolls, Hammers, and Senators. We could start with Scrolls.
1: Yeah, so I actually think that on two of these, Midnight Suns have a really big advantage due to the bump in the night, and Scrolls is one of them. Basically, if you pick up one of the Senators and, and you fail the roll and you get pushed, you can bump backwards to not be in as bad a position. If your opponent does, and you push them towards your team, then then they are like in real trouble because Hulk is gonna move up or bump in or similar and hit them. And if he gets the, gets the wild, he's gonna throw them through himself into the rest of your team, and suddenly they have an odd man out and, that, and they have lost the, the extract.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty gnarly. I know I should have asked this when we talked about the characters, but have you tried? Have you ever played, like, Supreme Strange with Eyes on the Prize to, like, steal back scrolls or anything like that? I have not tried that. All right, yeah, so I've seen people do this with Supreme Strange. He can play Eyes, he starts with three power, you Eyes, you move bump, and you can grab the, the far scroll and walk away. Supreme Strange also is just pretty good with bumps, so just nifty trick.
1: It, depending on on how scared your opponent is, you know, sometimes they will wait a long time with, with taking that one, and... And if you can outrate them and when they have one model left, you're not that scared of them taking it and failing and then getting pushed in. And you'll just take like one attack to the face. So there are things that you can you can do. That's a little bit of a game of chicken there, which which I think is fun. But, but basically the, the, the gist of it is that with bump, your opponent gets punished more than you do if you fail the if you fail the roll.
0: Yeah, I like that logic. You probably like the twenty threat too as well, I'd imagine. I do. And then we talked a bit about hammers where Hulk can like grab one, the close one with the plane and then go grab the other one or one of the sides, any, either one.
1: Yes. Same same for Iron Fist, same for like You know, we have a lot of safe safe grabs. And in general, the list is fishing a lot for the, the wilds and, and special special hits. So getting more dice on it is always cool.
0: The tactics card tax is probably fine, I'd imagine. It's probably worth the trade.
1: Yes, that, that barely comes up.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk about senators. Why is senators here? I guess with bump you can get around farther by only taking one move action. Exactly.
1: So basically, I want to brawl, right? <laughs> and if people pick up, <laughs> if people pick up a senator, well, they can no longer run away, um, and I'm gonna be right there. Um, I do have the extra move because of the bump, right? So again, it punishes my opponent way more than it punishes me, and. Uh, this is one where, for example, against webs, I've, I've talked about that matchup a little bit here. Uh, I do think that it is, that is favors uh, Midnight Suns in this case.
0: Yeah, Senators can be pretty scary for web warriors just because everything is stuck in the middle and like them getting out of the middle is really hard in my experience.
1: Uh, I love playing, playing this scenario with Midnight Suns. I think that both Scrolls and Senators are, are great because it, it can really be, difficult for your opponent to to play on, and and you get to do exactly the thing that you wanted to do—to just like brawl and still get your movement.
0: Do you have any special characters for senators? I mean, Ulik is so crazy on this scenario, right? Like even Ghost Rider, probably.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah, I could imagine playing some kind of like like Ulik team on senators into webs is perfectly fine to just beat them up. I
1: think that I think that the, most of the stuff works. The, the the one thing you have to be careful of is that you are going to be in the middle with your team so don't bring too many squishy people i don't have too many squishies in my team but you don't want to bring like both Moon moonlight and wong and etc. so and pyro so it's it's mostly about you know being careful with what what you bring but but most of the most of the list plays well on centers
0: yeah no i like the choice
1: i will say that i think that midnight Suns can be played in many different ways and and this is like my take on it and i i think there are many other things that really work well so I don't want to give the impression that this is a this is the right way to play with our sons. And this is mostly like my reasons for, for bringing these models and and cards and secures and extracts. But you could totally go in the extract route, or you could go more in a control-y direction. I just really find it fun to roll a bunch of dice and smash people around, and you know, meeting Wolverine is so joyful because he counts as size three, and suddenly he's getting. <laughs> it's getting pushed around everywhere and destroying his own team, so that is that is fun for me.
0: Yeah, I've seen people have success playing Midnight Suns, like you said, with the extract build. Usually they're they're like you said, Voodoo, Black Cat. I've seen it with Supreme Strange as well in the same team, where they're doing a lot of like Eyes on the Prize bump steals and they have a bunch of extract steals and stuff like that. It's definitely a completely viable build for them, which I think is pretty cool. I was going to ask how do you feel... We talked about a bunch about webs, and on the other end of the spectrum is Guardians. You obviously have a weakness to energy attacks here with a lot of your models. How do you feel about that? Yeah,
1: I will say that both of those teams being in the meta is putting pressure on Midnight Suns because Guardians, they have so many long-range energy attacks that just makes it hard for Blade and for some of the other models, like I Hulk himself. But with a bunch of movement, you can get into the backline pretty quickly and deal with... Groot and Rocket but but it's definitely a harder matchup you you totally have game into them but but you have to be really careful and you have to be really conscious of where you place Blade and what what you're pairing him up against in the in the setup. Thanos is also scary he's always scary right so if it's Guardian Thanos that that makes it extra tricky.
0: Yeah it's just energy defense but is there any other matchups that aren't scary or that we didn't talk about
1: no i would have said i would have said x-men for a while x-force has taken that over a little bit that's the same thing they have a lot of energy attack that's pretty powerful and in general i try to use the terrain to my advantage so put blade in a place where he can be behind a building and have side blocked and then bump up onto the house do his attacks and if you can end on a Night of the Dampier, you know, move back behind again. So, so you kind of play a little bit of a hit and run with him. And that, that can work pretty well if, you, if you're conscious about it.
0: And then on the flip side, are there any matchups that you just love to see other than everything feels like mostly fine?
1: I was sad about the Malakith nerf because I loved playing into Malakith. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in general, if I see teams that bring the big boys I, I Hulk just love that because it's so much damage that he gets to throw around with his between two and, and four throws per turn. It, it's very hard to play those things into the Midnight Suns with Immortal Hulk. And I actually find that most people, they choose to not put them on the table, even if they're in the list. And I understand why. I I, I love seeing that.
0: That's cool. There's been a lot of animosity towards, you know, the kaijus. and. Having a list here that wants to play into them and use them as a bowling ball into their own team is pretty sweet. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with Suns or uh, anything that we missed or anything cool?
1: I think that we covered all the things that, that I had in mind. I hope to bring them to LBO this year. Yeah. I'm just having a lot of fun with them. I actually thought that I would put them down for a little while and play in humans after after we had WTC, but I only did for that for like a few games and then I went back to, to Midnight Sun. So <laughs> think I'm think I'm gonna play them through through the next LBO and then then see what I'm in the mood for afterwards. But I'm I'm just having a lot of fun with them. They're fun to play.
0: Okay, so as tradition, my Christmas questions are what is your most anticipated Marvel Comics character to come to MCP?
1: Oh, I think that other people have called this out. It's Doctor Doom. I'm not, I'm not actually interested in the Fantastic Four at all, but I, I do want to see Doctor Doom. I could also see another iteration of Moon Knight. I think that he's like a super cool character in general. I love the, the series they put out, and I love the old comics with Moon Knight. So I wouldn't mind, you know, a higher, a higher threat Moon Knight just because I love the character and, and see what they do with him.
0: What about a Moon Knight that has like three models and he actually transforms? between them oh god Are you just teasing me <laughs> How cool would that be <laughs> yeah that would be awesome it's like it's like moon knight and then mr knight and i forget the other guy that he
1: and the Frenchie.
0: Frenchie, you said the Frenchie. Yeah, yeah there you go yeah he just like switches between all of them and it's an actual transform and he has like separate cards that'd be gnarly
1: that would be fun yeah i actually i actually uh, like playing miss marvel like also for the same reason like that bumping in and out of the characters and the displacement and the whole you know fantasy around it it's really fun to play and and it feels really good to do it. You feel like you have options, right? And, you know, both of the placement and how you handle it and all that stuff. So that's, that's fun to play.
0: Yeah, I, lo- I love the transform mechanic in this game. And one of my favorite characters, Emma, implemented it very poorly. So I'm sad about that. But yeah. And then Sploosh wants to know if you're team heroes or team villains.
1: I don't have a a strong like one one team side for me it's more about individual characters i i like the characters that are sort of niche and not too mainstream both in terms of like you know comic books and how known they are but also in how popular they are i i do like to play a little bit of the snowflake factions that you can see it on like black dwarf and you can see it on you know i played a lot of inhumans before they got buffed and and similar so that doesn't really matter if the villains are heroes. It's it's more like, hey, I have to be able to carve out my own space with them. I think it's, it's the main thing that's important for me when when I enjoy playing certain characters.
0: Very cool. Uh, okay. Is there anything you want to plug before we sign off?
1: Just thank you for running on all of these. It's it's a lot, <laughs> and I've been enjoying it. Enjoying listening to all that. So so thank you to all the other people who've come on and shared their lists and their thoughts. And and thank you to you for hosting all those sessions. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure, and uh, it's been super fun to talk to everyone for sure. I didn't, I wouldn't have done it or made it this far if I didn't have like a personal interest in everybody that I had on. So
1: cool. Very cool.
0: All right, listeners, that will do it for us. Thank you, and see you next time. Bye.
1: Thank you, bye.